This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. There we go. Hello, and I'm frozen. <laughs> it's not a captain's <laughs> table without uh, technical issues. There, uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Captain's Table, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Berserker01, Batman Shelley, your humble host and space bartender at the Astro Pub, and your facilitator here on the Captain's Table, where I bring people from all over the Star Citizen universe to talk about Star Citizen. Uh, you'll notice new faces. This entire month, I'm going to venture to see new people, uh, people you may have seen from the community, but have not seen on the Captain's Table before to bring them in and talk about Star Citizen. So, um, you know, we all, we all love HC Vertigo and Darge, but if it's the HC Vertigo and Darge show, we're going to end up talking about like pooping the entire time and then nothing's going to be actually discussed. <laughs> so, all right, let's get started with uh, Senor Nick. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen and where can they find you? Hey, it's Nick. You can probably see me a lot around Twitch and the background of a lot of many people's streams, but I'm actually starting to create my own content now with a weekly Star Citizen news show that is preparing every Sunday at 6 p.m., which is an in-lore, in-game, mixed reality news show running live, uh, and it's going to be a mix of both uh, machinima and live action, uh, just news reporting, ran like a news show in aiming to be entertaining as well as informative as putting an in-game lore spin on the actual game that CIG puts out. Sorry. Uh, He's run away. He's run away. Sorry. So what's what's the name of the show? Uh, It is a working title of just Star Citizen News right now. Star Citizen News? Okay, cool. Just a working title. I think think I've seen it a couple of times before. So like I've seen it, seen it around. So I don't remember watching it, but I do remember seeing it. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There is a pilot uh, available on YouTube now of the first episode. Yeah. Sweet. And Humic, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen and where can they find you? Hi there. Um, I'm Humic. I stream Star Citizen uh, pretty much weekly at this point. Um, Been playing the game for a long time since 2014, but uh, it's become a game enough to where I feel like I can do at least a stream every week. Um, and then I also do story games, uh, creative games like SimCity and uh, anything like Horizon Zero Dawn, that sort of thing. And then I shit post a lot on Twitter. So screenshots too. Big fan of uh, screenshots from Star Citizen. Screenshot Citizen. Nice. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh. So pretty. <laughs> it is pretty. I, 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 there is not a day I, I don't play Star Citizen where I just sit there at one point and go, "Fuck you, CIG!" Like, right. <laughs> why is this so look, beautiful? You know, <laughs> it looks so good. Yeah, it looks so good. And then you do something, and then this is that's not so good. <laughs> yeah. Also, IRL, I am a moto vlogger and working on a bit of a blend between Star Citizen and that where. Um, go on adventures on planets and stuff so it's all it's all stuff in my head and being written down and planned but uh yes yeah. nice. sweet all right Bikes well, let's... And drones and that sort of thing <laughs> nice okay 
so let's let's get started with the discussions. So the first thing we're going to talk about is 316 and specifically Jump Town. Your experiences so far. We've had 316 now for um, about a month, I think, about almost, almost there. And Jump Town has been one of the main features of, of it. So let's start with you, Humex, since you're the last person to introduce yourself. Uh, sure. What do you... Uh, what do you think about uh, 316 in general and your experiences with Jumptown? Yes. Okay. So 316, it, I noticed it was running a bit more stable than 315, enough to where um, I found crashes and strange bugs to be on the lower end. They always happen. But um, the big winner for me, though, is the grab bikes. Um, they, they're just so much more enjoyable. I can actually load the Nox into the 400 die. Um, and then Jumptown itself, it was awesome to see the community uh, just behave in such different ways and also just collaboratively uh, getting into queues for the for the drugs. It was interesting to see that that was what a lot of people defaulted to. Um, and just seeing the way that people use the in-game features such as chat, VoIP, that sort of thing to either take over Jumptown or, um, you know, arrange alliances, that sort of thing. Nice. Uh, Nick, same question. 316 overall and jump down. 316 overall, I'm actually think Star Citizen has kind of not been in a better spot than it is right now, especially with the Gravlev bikes. Um, I'm enjoying just getting into a Nox and just using my compass and navigating the moons now to go from outpost to outpost and just seeing if I can make it there without exploding or blowing up. And the fact that they're actually at a point now where you can actually navigate these planets, moons, just with the gravel of bike is making it just so just immersive for me to just be like, I'm going to just go in a direction and see where I end up. And it's fun doing that now. Um, with Jumptown, uh, I only kind of really did it one day out of the 48-hour ones. Um, it was with Miss Scabby's and I was helping her out, but uh, it was a lot of fun and a lot of money to be made. Uh, I feel like it's definitely not as good it definitely feels like they made a really good effort on trying to capture what the original jump town was about missed the mark in some areas, but then like made new kind of scenarios that we didn't have before with the original jump town. And it was just so entertaining. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I will say the same things echo. Uh, I haven't tried the, the grav labs. I did try it originally in PTU and found it was, less than ideal. So it may have been improved since the last time I saw it. Um, but I will say Most that, <laughs> yeah, I will say that the game is runs a lot smoother. Um, I have not experienced 30 K in star citizen and three sixteen at all. Like period. I have at least twice. So um, I've experienced a 40 K but not in a one thirty K, but that was mostly just disconnect. Yeah. So, like, comparative to previous patches, this is incredibly stable. Um, plus, with, like, the 30K recovery, it's been almost 100%. I've never had a recovery that hasn't been worked. So, I'd say 316 overall is a really good patch. I know there's some, some people have been having some weird issues. Um, like, I've heard some people say, like, they've had the 1600 error and, uh, you know, uh, they've had, like, lost reputation because they had to do character resets and such. But... Uh, Overall, I haven't had a really, really haven't had an issue with the game, uh, and with Jump Town, as somebody who has been very, very invested in Jump Town in the past, uh, I will say, 
that it is the best I could have hoped for. Um, yeah. It, it captures the spirit of the original Jumptown pretty well while not relying on the old Jumptown formula as much. Um, the only feedback I'd, I'd be interested in giving is like, I'm much more interested in seeing these be dynamic, being spawned by players and player activities than just being, um, you know, this time to this time go sort of thing. So does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like the way um, the way it's running now is there is kind of too much of a funnel toward mm-hmm. Jumptown, where it before it felt really dynamic to where you wanted to go when you felt it was safe and you thought mm-hmm. it was safe, but then you realize, oh, it's not safe. Now I need to make a decision if I'm going to fight or fly. Now it's just everyone is rushing there to be like, no, I'm just going to go fight anyway. And yep everyone's rushing there at the same time and it's just it's just a big fight there's not really the strategy is to fight control and the people who have the most people control it and they're the ones who make the money on the server whereas before it was more like uh i can sneak in there um when it's like during these hours and i can get my load out but now it's just kind of you know, because of the window, it's just more of a one kind of org just kind of controls the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I remember more chat ga- or chat games with the original Jumptown, where because you had to navigate to it and just kind of know what landmarks to use, what orbital markers to start from, and uh, on the way there, it was a lot more of an investment to get there, and um, yeah, it just made the the whole vibe of the thing different. Most most of the time when I would land there, that was empty. I would grab my drugs and then just get out of there as fast as I could. But yeah, yeah this one seemed a lot more like organized and controlled in that sense. Yeah, I think that's that's the part that I'm not as fond of, but I like the chaos. I'm a big fan yeah. of chaotic jump town. Jump town chaos is. I'm the kind of guy who's like, you know, oh, there's Mars. a line. This, there's there's a there's a there's a there's a line. I'm gonna go in there and then just like you know do the no Russian level from from uh, from Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two and just just see how many you can gun down before they realize what's going what's going on. I'd be like, no, I'm exactly. not letting I'm not letting you cut into my profits. This is my my, my these are my drugs. I'm going to sell them myself. <laughs> um, and um, oh gosh, th- this one the the first time I went there, I went alone off stream and. I made some money early on and then a bunch of people showed up and blew up, blew up my ship. So I was stuck there and then they kept trying to land. And as they kept trying to land, I would hop onto one of the, the turret mounted guns and just shoot them as they were coming in, not realizing, and then not realizing what's going on and actually managed to kill a couple ships like that. So it was that kind of like the desperation of jump town can bring a lot of the fun out, you know? So. Yeah, I feel like also well-organized orgs who have uh, their separate branches for air control and air superiority as well as logistics on the ground, they just dominate those servers because they got the air covered and then they got the ground cover and the communication between the two is just you you can't get through that sometimes if it's yeah. a well-organized group. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good discussion. Let's move on to the next topic that I was going to talk about, which is um, – there's a big f- feeling because Star Citizen is turning 10 uh, in October of this year. 10 years since the beginning of the uh, 
the funding. Holy shit. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2022. Yeah. yeah. So, so the question is, um, are we at a point where CIG has to convert? Because right now, CIG has said in the past, uh, in the last couple of months, that they plan on getting persistence out at the beginning of this year between first and second uh, quarter and a server meshing sometime between third and fourth quarter of next year, with salvage coming out and you know, coming out in the middle of next year or be like quarter two of this year. And um, then, of course, things like the uh, Gen 12 renderer being implemented. And th that sort of thing. So the question I have is, is this year, because a lot of people are saying this feels like a make or break year. Do you think that CIG has to get all these things done in order for 2022 to be a successful year for Star Citizen? We'll start with you, Nick, since we started with Humic for the last one. I mean, I feel today, this year is definitely a make it or break it year uh, for Star Citizen. I mean, there's been so many things that have been delayed for years upon years, even recently with Salvage being pushed out, which we all kind of expected since they said before they pushed it back that it's coming with the Vulture, and the Vulture wasn't even on the roadmap. So we were kind of all expecting that. And I feel like the tech, I mean, we've seen delay. I guess it's just kind of like one of those things where I just, I'm just kind of expecting everything to be delayed at some point because of how many things have been delayed in the past. So I feel like this year CIG really needs to release and wow us with actually committing to releasing what's on the roadmap now already without major pushbacks. If they can commit to this year having salvage out in the actual quarter it's relisted, persistence released this year, as well as maybe a stack server meshing by the end of the year, I, th I think it would be a really good year for Star Citizen. Then um, that's not even getting into what they're doing or planning with Squadron 42 this year. With, do, so, Do you think they have to get all of that in there? Like, do you think that, like, if they don't get all of that, then they're just going to start seeing some, like, some drop-off or anything else like that? I feel like if they don't have those four major uh, hurdles in, it will be dis pretty disastrous for CI. Not disastrous, but a very big blow in their reputation to because you know they have a whole year to plan these out to get these ready pretty much at least server meshing mm -hmm. where they're actually gunning to get it completed and if they can't make the mark on that then i feel like there's gonna be a lot of people who have just been kind of burnt out by the amount of delays and kind of just kind of not necessarily give up but lose faith drastically hey what do you think make or break year uh, I think a bit of the opposite. I think there's too much momentum um, in the sense that 2021 was a huge, I guess, display of, of promises, long old promises starting to, to show up, and the enthusiasm around the game and interest in it from just people who are kind of outside of the community or new to it seems to be ramping up on its own anyway. Um, so to me, Putting it all in a, in a box of 2022 just doesn't make sense to me. I would love to see Squadron 42. I think that would build a sh ton of hype, um, and that, that would help people get into the lore and perhaps more invested in seeing themselves within the world. Mm -hmm. um, but even if server meshing isn't quite in by next year, I'd be surprised, but uh, I, don't, I don't think people would stop playing it because it's, for the first time, becoming an actual game you can play. It feels a lot like 3.0 hype, Mm -hmm. Um, because 
3.0 felt like what this actually is, where we were hoping it would be something more like what it presently is. Um, so yeah, that's my thought on it. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm a little torn uh, because I think, I think CIG does need to convert, but I also fear that CIG won't. I think there are enough people in the community who think that the game needs to have steady, consistent progress with good patches. So like, good performance, slightly better performance, increasing performance. And then the people who are like, I want X in the game. So it's hard to tell if, for instance, if they don't do this, if it'll hurt them because I've, uh, what's that Witcher line? I've lived through three, three, uh, uh, three, three wars, three dark ages and, uh, or or a dark age and three supposed end of times, you know? Yeah. Uh, So sorry, my arm is tripping out. It's all right. Uh, and uh, like, I feel like I've, I've heard this story about like, like star citizens doomed if they don't do this by this and every year they make more money. So it's like, I don't know. It's Cause they make more ships. Well, yeah. <laughs> but like the, the thing is, is that like, they don't just make more ships, they make more ships, but more people come in to buy them. Like less people who are the older backers buy because they're like, hey, I've already got everything I need. I'm just gonna, you know, do the shell game, move my my stuff around, um, you know, melt this, buy this, see if I like it, then I can buy it back, that sort of thing. And I feel like that this year is sort of kind of those years that it feels like a year that based off of what they've talked about and based the way how CIG has been firing in all cil- cylinders the last year or so and how like how much momentum they're gained, that if they push that momentum and get the, the stuff they want to get done out, I feel like this would be the year that Star Citizen becomes more popular in a way that like the joke about Star Citizen being a scam becoming much more of a fringe thing than being a mainline talking point. Um, yeah, it's still brought up anytime we bring up the game to a non-player. Yeah. Um, so anybody who knows about it, well, well, who who's not play the game actively, talks about that. So, but for the first time, I'm noticing when I do show them what things are like now, they're they're like, oh, maybe this is not a scam, and mm-hmm. and they're actually interested in checking it out or something. I've actually had a few people start considering the game again just because of yeah. stuff I've been doing. So yeah, yeah, every every. That. Every time I talk to people who thought it was a scam, they don't even know that Star Citizen released quarterly updates now to the game and update the game frequently. Yes. I mean, so it's been a long time since they've heard a lot of people who don't play it regularly who last heard anything about Star Citizen outside of they reached 300, 400 million and still no game. Yeah. Um, So I'm a little torn on that. I think think in reality, CIG will maybe not hit server meshing. I have a hope that they will, but I think it's much more likely for them to get half of what they want in there. And even then, that should be a huge difference in terms of gameplay. Like, pretty much like Persistence and Salvage and uh, 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 Gen 12. I don't know about Squadron 42. I think that's that's another good question, which which I think we should talk a little bit about that as well. Because I don't okay. think Squadron 42 is going to come out this year. I think it'll come out next year, but I think we'll get a lot of information about it this year. Yeah, um, I agree too. Yeah. Um, just because they'll be wrapping up some of the initial development to the to the beta state state that they wanted to be in at the end of 2020. Um, 
because it's there's a lot of indications. Like, for instance, um, those who don't follow the project super close may not know that CIG made a big and I mean massive PR stunt by um, buying a studio in Manchester that supports <laughs> up to 1,200 employees and saying, Yeah, that I have, got people talking. <laughs> yeah, 12, 1,200 employees by the end of the decade, which is a or by the, in the next four or five years, which is an insane amount of people considering the current amount of employees CIG has globally is like 800. So, uh, it, yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were going to say something. Uh, agreeing. <laughs> oh, just agreeing. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> um, so, like, that alone tells me that CIG is going to be releasing Squadron 42 soon because one doesn't commit to a multi-year deal like that without having a game in the pipe that is about to, re you know, some, some way of making a significant amount of money, like a game that they got to release. Um, it, it displays confidence when, when you make such a move to, to acquire such a large building, whether it's leasing or owning or whatever, like that, that's a huge investment. And they're recognizing that they just need the space to do their work. So that, that's that's a move of confidence in my mind. Yeah, it's a huge move of confidence. And the fact that they're increasing that number of people is tells me that the only reason why you need that number of people is for like QA testing and for, for releasing a game. And that tells me that CIG – and of course, what's the studio that's making the, – the CIG studio that's making Squadron 42 is Manchester. So yeah. – <laughs> Like all of those pieces putting together, plus looking at things like the monthly reports for Squadron 42, it seems like they're reaching a stage with Squadron where they're looking for the last steps to wrap up before doing intensive beta testing. Yeah. And uh, the problem is, is they haven't said anything about Squadron publicly in video format or anything like that for over a year, which is rare. Because up to this point, every year, They've given us at least one thing of squadron information, be it an update on specific missions or the virtual slice or trailer or visuals, trailers, teasers, or interviews or whatever. So, There's nothing at sitcom, nothing in the holiday, yeah. nothing. I, know, I was like, the, the past this year is a prime been, time to show something, but yeah, okay. The, <laughs> the past year, it's been nothing but just maybe a few written articles on updates yeah. um, with their monthly newsletters on what's happening with Squadron 42 and nothing that's really kind of like setting the bar for where like, okay, what should the community's expectations be at for where it is in development right now? Because you guys are buying this big studio that could support 1,200 people, but the community itself isn't really seeing where's your confidence coming from? Like, we know you have it, but where am I to see it? So yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's let's start with uh, Hubeck. Why don't you why don't you thought? What are your thoughts on Squadron Forty Two? Are we going to see it this year? What are you expecting from it? And um, do you want more information about Squadron? And if so, like what kind of information? Most of beta, I think, towards the end of the year at most. Um, but honestly, I think we might get some trailers out of this year. But it seems like they're in some sort of polishing stage. And so um, it, I don't know if it's like final push for it, but uh, because of the studio and because of just general confidence in Star Citizen itself and their approach to releasing uh, in Star Citizen with uh, letting a mechanic be fleshed out before, I think it just 
means they're putting more resources towards the other game. And uh, they want to make sure it works in that before live or before PTU. Okay. What do you think, Nick? Do you think we're going to see Squad 42? You know, what would you like to see from CIG? Or, you know, what do you expect I, from Squad 42 this year? I mean, I wouldn't expect more this year outside of uh, a trailer, maybe the announcement date for sometime next year, the date that they're actually going to commit to for next year. But outside of a trailer, that's kind of my own expectation of what the most I expect to see this year. Um, if they show more than that, then that's great, but I'm not expecting any more than that just because of kind of how their communication's been in the past. Uh, outside of that, though, I think um, that because of their development focus to have everything built for Squadron 42 before coming to Star Citizen, I feel like they're definitely making the effort to get Squadron 42 done as fast as possible in, in a finished state. So I could be, I could be wrong. But I'm hoping one of those things where, like, I hope I'm wrong just because I'd love to be ha excited again mm -hmm. and have that excitement again over it. But my expectations are kind of quite low for only accepting, like, kind of a trailer and an announcement for next year. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think – because go ahead. I was going to say, I'm wondering if they want to time something around Starfield's release because that's November of this year. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm wondering if – either some sort of trailer release or like do they want to avoid stepping on the toes of that game because that's going to have a lot of sci-fi fans attention i have a feeling they're there's going to be some sort of consideration around starfield especially because it's such a similar universe from what i've mm -hmm. seen like it's to me i i feel like it's more like star citizens universe 400 ish years ago mm -hmm. but um, it's also not even reaching the same i i doubt it would be reaching the same kind of content? fidelity Oh no, but that the, the studio itself in real life has way more clout than CIG does. Yeah. And there's going to be oh. eyes on Starfield. A hundred percent the eyes. And also it also has Microsoft behind it now. Like Bethesda yeah. before was hype. Now it's got Microsoft as an exclusive uh, Xbox One and PC release. That's going to be a console mover for them. So yeah, they're going to drop yeah. tons of marketing on it. If I was in the marketing position of CIG, I would not try to do anything around the relaunch of that game because oh, it, I agree. Would, it would just get swallowed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of concerned for every, I can't get excited for any new game that comes out because the past five years in gaming, every single new game that's come out has always had major issues upon release and major bugs and outdated tech and outdated graphics. And it's just one of those things where like, I, I have to wait for at least to seeing it, how it is on release before I get excited for any game. So if Starfield can actually release in a good state and actually be fun and playable and not a buggy Bethesda mess, because I think a lot of people are kind of getting sick of the way mm. Bethesda kind of develops their games and releases them extremely buggy. I mean, we kind of had to deal with Skyrim being the buggy, the way it buggy was just because of the tech we had at the time. You can't really do anything on a PS3 back in those days. But now people want a finished game i think that's the only thing that like a lot of developers are kind of missing the mark on and getting sick of i mean look at look at uh cyberpunk everyone just kind of dropped that game when they saw how badly it was released most recent example battlefield 2042 if starfield releases poorly which i hope it doesn't but that's kind of been like my expectation for all the new games coming out 
it, that can be a major win for CIG if they market it and actually commit to having a polished experience for Squadron 42 to mm. uh, Chris Roberts' expectations. So I think it can be a negative or a major win for them. So we'll have to see how it plays out. I'm a, I'm a big fan of space games. So I'm one of those people. It's like uh, a rising boat floats all ship, a rising tide floats all ships. So like if Starfield does well, it just yeah. will prime the audience, an audience for more space games. And here's this star studded game made by a new studio coming out with, you know, on the heels of this other game. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think with Squadron, what's important to keep in mind is that Squadron has to be good when it releases because Squadron is going to fund Star Citizen. <clears throat> A lot of people are, you know, talk about how Star Citizen is now funding uh, Squadron, which is true. A lot of like Star Citizen ships are going to fund Squadron um, development itself. But the long-term goal is that once CIG, like, Right now, Star Citizen and Squadron 42 are being built at the same time so that when Squadron is done, they'll just take what they've already built with Squadron and then roll it into the next game and then roll that into the next game and use Star Citizen as the new tech dis, um, developer. So like as they're building new um, a new ray tracing or new whatever that they're they're making, they're going to move that into the, the next single-player experience and then release that single-player experience. Uh, and so... Why it's frustrating right now is that they're building two games at the same time in the same engine, and they're building the engine at the same time. But once they've released that single-player game, they don't have to completely rebuild net the like, code, like like gameplay doesn't have to be completely rewritten for the next game. So a lot of those player those people can be moved over to Star Citizen. But on top of that, Squad Squadron Ray Two, if it sells well, will then be able to go back into like. If, if it does decently, I could see it making $40 million, which is half of what, what Star Citizen makes a year, but on top of all of the Star Citizen income coming in, um, which means you don't have to worry about funding as much, which you, then you can, can support Star Citizen and then those sales and any kind of port that they would work for, for you know any kind of consoles or then selling it eventually on Steam, all of that is just extra money for Star Citizen. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's got to be one hell of a balancing act, and I don't envy them at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, plus, software development, like anything that you're engineering, whether it's in in real life or in a computer, it's just unpredictable. Like you have ideas of how it will work and how long mm -hmm. something can take to do, but it's just it's so un unpredictable. So, yeah, I, I don't envy where they're at. No, so when they're done, Squadron Forty Two. That's just their first act of Squadron Forty Two. They're gonna have to yep. go. They're gonna go back into and get into the second act because he, Chris Roberts, has made it as a trilogy. So yep. if I mean, we can also be excited for all the stuff coming to Star Citizen, but how much of it's gonna be coming before they send those developers back to go start with the second act of Squadron Forty Two if it does successfully? Yeah. So that's that's another thing because they're gonna have to divvy up the de developers again two more times between Star Citizen and Squadron Forty Two. Which is why they're making a studio with twelve hundred people in it. That's yep. that's that's what it's designed for. Like that's that's the thing. It's like everything comes back to that studio and going like, there's no way you have twelve hundred people for Star Citizen. It's twelve hundred people for Star Citizen and Squadron. So I hope know. it's for avoiding crunch. I'm always concerned yeah. about crunch and in. in 
game development, but it seems like CIG is pretty conscious of that and how just humans are. And I don't know, mm. I've recognized a bit more like care for their employees uh, just through my interactions with them, seeing their own official videos and that sort of thing. Yeah, a lot of the developers have been very outspoken too on how well CIG actually treats them. I mean, you look at the state of a lot of uh, what's happening with a lot of other game studios, you know, and it's like CIG is treating their employees very well. Like their employees yeah. wouldn't say they weren't they weren't happy if they weren't happy. I mm -hmm. mean, yeah, and there's plenty of former CIG employees who could be speaking up right now about about treatment or even talk like leak things to the press and and that sort of thing, and they don't. Yeah, that's be it's because yeah. you know I, I know enough people who've worked at CIG and still work at CIG to know that it's it's a very good place to work. Um, they pay pretty well. They do crunch. There's not there's not like it's a, a wonderful it's, it's wonderland. Possible to avoid. <laughs> yeah, so, but so I've someone who's been a programmer for a year in a game studio. I can say that a lot of the crunch too is personal drive to just mm -hmm. want to get something done. It's not the bosses being like, you need to finish this. It's sometimes they're programmers of them just not wanting to stop. And yeah. they just kind of need to be told, you guys need to stop. You need to take a break. You're burning yourself out. Go go home, <laughs> take a shower, get some pizza. Uh, get some sleep. healthy food for once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the employees, it's just as much of a passion project as, as the leads and the owners and all that. So it's, yeah, yeah. when you're enjoying your work or knowing that what you're doing is affecting a lot of things and you're uh, skilled at it and you, you don't mind doing it. You tend to not take breaks and all that sort of stuff. So. It's, it's also a point of personal pride. A lot of these things are, they, they're making yeah. themselves. And so if it's broken, totally. they don't, they don't want to leave it broken. They want to fix it. You know, they, yeah. they, you know, but um, I'll say that the, the people I know who work at CIG have said that they do crunch, but it's always voluntary and it's always extra paid over time. So like, that's good. Like, yeah, so like the, like a lot of people I know who work in QA are like, yeah, you're gonna get overtime because we got we got we got stuff we gotta do, but it's voluntary. You don't have to if you want to go home, but like you want you you want to make more money than the base pay. It's you, it's already pretty much built in because we're gonna need your help. So, oh, yeah. um, uh, anyways, so that's I think that's our discussion for today. We're a little shorter than normally we would, but. The problem is, is CIG isn't back yet, or they are, but not really back yet. So we're still waiting on a lot more information. Um, yeah. But, go ahead. It's been it's been really quiet since the uh, the pre holiday patch. So it's been uh, kind of quiet with not a whole lot of news and a whole lot of uh, discussions and spectrum on uh, what's been really happening. And they're just getting back into the swing of things now. So hopefully the next two weeks, we should get a lot more news on what's happening. So I'm excited for the next two weeks to be like, okay. Yeah. That's, our system coming back. <laughs> well, that's, that's the other thing to, to, to keep in mind before we leave for this discussion, just to kind of add in there. Um, the, almost every year CIG does this big thing where they take, bring everybody from the studios together into these big summits. And then they talk about specific things they want to accomplish that year. And then that will rearrange all of their priorities for the next coming year in terms of what happens. And that's usually what happens with the, like the roadmap at that point usually gets completely rearranged and you start to see what was actually going to happen. That's, I don't think that's going to happen as much this year, but I, we may not see a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff until February. Uh, like like big stuff other than the stuff that's coming into like three seventeen so or like three sixteen one so 
Anyways, thank you so much, um, Nick and Humek, for coming on. We're going to be rolling into the questions and answer sessions, so don't go anywhere if you're watching this on Twitch. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe. Make sure that you're following and subscribe to Nick and Humek on their own channels, watching their content on, uh, um, you know, Humek does stream Star Citizen daily. Nick, you'll, you'll hear Nick. I, I knew Nick well, well before I, uh, Nick reached out to me and asked to come out. I was like, I've heard his name everywhere. Weekly, so, not daily, I wish. <laughs> weekly, <laughs> weekly, okay, weekly. There we go. I, yeah, I work long hours during the week, so unfortunately <laughs> only weekends. <laughs> on the weekends, okay. So on weekends, and then, of course, catch the new show that Nick's, uh, Nick's setting up here shortly as well. Thank you for watching. Like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black.